1: Betches Media presents. Ha ha! Laugh bunny Mention it all. A Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. We're oh, gonna check,
0: people. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and today I am joined by one of my favorite content creators, influencers. One of my favorite follows in general. He is an aspiring housewife of Instagram. Please welcome Hayden Cohen. Hi,
2: Hayden. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am honored to be here. I have to say, like, you're one of my favorite follows too, so to be able to do this together, it's going to be fun. Oh my gosh, love to hear it. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. We
0: have... I feel like there's a lot of little news items happening in the Bravo universe lately. First of all, I want to get your take on the Countess Luann being kicked out of a gay bar for being <laughs> intoxicated last week. I... <laughs> What was your response to that news?
2: That, it honestly, it checks so much. Like, it's so on brand for her. It's so on brand for the gays to kick her out. I feel like it's just, it's just, the the universe is working right now. And we needed that, especially with, you know, New York on pause. Like, we needed some off-season, like, off-camera drama to, like, lead us into this season. And so I'm really excited to see, like, when they start filming again, like, how they're gonna incorporate this whole shindig into it. Exactly, because...
0: At first she tried to deny it, and then a video surfaced of her, I mean, no one on earth could claim they weren't drunk in this video. And so she had to post her little notes app statement (laughs) saying, after a regrettable incident, I was faced with the truth. She apologized to the staff and anyone else she may have offended with her behavior. I think what you're saying, like when they start filming again, assuming that happens at some point, whether or not they talk about this incident, Luanne can't just pretend she's like, been sober for however long and
2: is on her fose. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. And, exa- and I feel like none of the other cast members are going to let her pretend that. Like, you know how Ramona is. She's going to be like, well, did you hear what happened to Luann? Like, it's it's just going to be have to be its own storyline, which I'm excited for. I love seeing things happen in the news with the Housewives, and then you're like, all right, how are they going to spin this into their personal story for the next season? So I'm really interested to see how Luann spins this. <laughs> Speaking of
0: New York, what are how are you feeling about cuz it's been a long time since they've been filming, still no solid information on who's going to be back. Did mm-hmm. you think do you think they need a major overhaul or just some tweaks? Is there anyone you want to see come back next season?
2: Um, I definitely think they need a bit of a reboot. I need Sonya Morgan on the show like in some form, in some way shape or form. Like I saw a couple of like articles that were saying that it was just going to be Luann and Ramona and then everybody else would be like a new cast member or people would be brought back. But I think if they get rid of Sonia completely, like they are messing up so much. I feel like she's just like, she's the staple of New York for me personally. I know a lot of people think Ramona is that or Luann is that. Um, you know, I'm fine with everybody else. I would love to have Tinsley come back. I would love Dorinda to come back. I feel like that's really what will get people going again for New York. I mean, last season, it was just, it was a rough ride. And I think that people missed what it was with Tinsley and Dorinda because it was such a core group and such a fun cast. And I I mean, I loved like the, those seasons were just so iconic um, that I think people are really craving that again. So I would be interested to have them bring back some of those people and have some new, younger, fresher faces as well. I agree about Sonya. I think Maybe
0: she doesn't always give the most in terms of storyline or whatever, but she's never the issue. She's not why the season is bad. I always thought her dynamic with Tinsley was so complex because, (laughs) you know, Tinsley came on the show as her house guest and then there was this weird resentment between them. And I, I always enjoyed exploring that. And then I agree. I think Dorinda, I understand why they kind of wanted to put her on pause, as she put it. But especially now that she's going to be on Ultimate Girls Trip, it's like, okay, she's still in the mix. They don't—I exactly. don't think anybody's ready to like say goodbye to her.
2: Totally, I think that her being on Ultimate Girls Trip is going to be like her reintroduction to Bravo, and I think hopefully she did well during that time, which I assume she would since she was hosting the trip. Oh my god! Um, but I think that she. People will kind of be like, oh, this is what we're missing with Dorinda. Let's like bring her back to New York. And I I feel like that's just like the natural progression of like what's going to happen. Again, I don't know. I don't work at Bravo, so I don't know what they're gonna be like doing to us. They could have something totally different in the works, but I feel like that's just what's going on behind the scenes.
0: They better have paid her so much money to host that shit show at Bluestone Manor. I it's uh, one thing when it's the New York cast and it's like people she knows and is kind of friends with and it's a yearly thing, but to have Brandy Glanville and Phaedra and like all of these people that you she must barely know coming to stay at her house filming a TV show, I would be like write me a check for two million
2: dollars. Literally, if that if that shit show is like walking into my house, like and that's like Dorinda's like house. It's not like it's not like a fake like rental apartment that like some of the housewives will like do for a season. Like it is her pride and joy is bluestone manor so the fact that all these people are coming there like i'm so excited for season two of ultimate girl Trip. i think it's gonna be a wild ride like more of a wild ride than season one was because season mm-hmm. one is like people who like actually still have skin in the game i feel like season two is like all people who aren't on the show anymore and they're like i want to make my way back i'm gonna start drama like let's go so i'm very interested to see that
0: yeah, season 1 was like Prestige TV and season 2 I'm I'm hoping it brings a little bit of like a Zeus energy. <laughs> <laughs> like the conversation or Jocelyn's cabaret. <laughs> Jocelyn's cabaret, I've never sat down and watched like a whole season of it because I just have to protect my peace and not pay for the Zeus network, but totally got that. The clips and things are just so beyond and like people that think Bravo is messy
2: there's like a they whole have, like, undercurrent Of the world that you don't know about. Truly. It reminds me of, like, the early days of reality TV, like, VH1, like, The Surreal Life, or, um, like, Flavor of Love. Like, all those shows that were just, like, so unscripted that it was almost, like, insane to watch Mm -hmm. is Jocelyn cabaret. So, I'm a big fan. (laughs) And, like, it makes me miss the Bad Girls Club, that whole... God, I love the bad girls club. That like (laughs) literally is the reason why I'm gay today.
1: honeylove.com slash MIA use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA after you purchase they'll ask where you heard about them please support our show and tell them we sent you the summer vibes are just getting started honeys shape your life with honey love
0: i also want to get your thoughts i talked about it last week but um tom and katie's vanderpump breakup were you surprised by this news or was anyone truly surprised by this news like what
2: (laughs) I don't think anyone was truly surprised. I was a little bit, I was a little bit like shocked that it like happened. Now I thought that would be something that happened in like five to ten years. I didn't think it would be right this way, right now where we are at currently. I am excited to see how they how this happens on the show if they are going to start filming soon. I feel like Pump Rules is kind of another show like New York that's been in like a lull, and people are like these people aren't relatable anymore. Like I'm like kind of sick of, like, these same storylines that are going on, um, and now there's, like, some actual, like, real stuff happening to all of them, so I feel like it's that meme where it's, like, I need a camera and I need Andy, like, that is what Pump Rules is right now, so I was definitely sad by it, because it's never, like, exciting to see a couple break up, but, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have ruled it out having watched the show for as many years as I have that this would probably happen
0: right there were some people I was the same way like I was a little bit sad about it you know like it's always it's the end of an era and I'm glad they're still friendly with each other but there were some people that were acting so heartbroken over this breakup and it's like were we watching the same like, set of yeah. events for the last <laughs> several years like I understand that there's that like,
2: bittersweet energy but it's like I'm not Sitting here being like, love is dead, Tom and Katie. Totally not. Like, I think that for me, if I'm looking at, like, the cast of Vanderpump Rules, the only people that would really, like, make me kind of feel that way would maybe be Tom and Ariana. Because, like, Mm -hmm. I think that they were the most stable couple on Pump Rules. And I would definitely be, like, more, like, shook to the core by them. But this was, I could see it coming. And I think that anyone that couldn't had, like, rose-colored glasses on. I'll say love is dead when Ken and Lisa break up. Like, that's... Oh my god, yes. Absolutely. 100%. Or Kyle and Mauricio. Like, I will actually, like, oh my god. be, like, gut-wrenched if that ever happens. But we're not going to speak that into existence.
0: I will say, Kyle and Mauricio, I feel like whenever people try to start rumors about them or whatever, I'm like, shut up. I don't know. We're <laughs> That's not real. We're not talking about it. There are some housewives where I'm like, yeah, give me all the tea. And there are some where I'm like,
2: la, la, la. No, yeah. I don't want to know. <laughs> Like, I will not accept any slander on this page. Like, get out of here. No, I completely agree when it comes to Kyle and Mauricio. They're just like untouchable couple goals. I don't know how they don't have their own spinoff yet. That's another conversation for another day, but hopefully they'll never enter that murky water that Tom and Katie are in right now.
0: I randomly sort of feel the same way about Doreen and PK. Like, I don't, I just think they're like
2: kind of the perfect couple. <laughs> I mean, the fact that PK, keep, like, sticks up, like keeps up with Dorit's like bullshit. I mean, he's perfect for her. Right,
0: he he treats her like she's like Jesus walking on water, and she doesn't ask too many questions about the frozen bank accounts or whatever. And I just feel like they really have like bought into each other's bullshit, and I appreciate that.
2: And he just lets her buy all the name brand like decaled jumpsuits, like the Fendi jumpsuit and the Louis Vuitton jumpsuit, and he's just like go do you. And he's like, I'm going to do me with my offshore bank accounts.
0: Yeah. When there were rumors last year that he would, that they were splitting up and he's like staying in a London guest house. I was like,
2: no, uh, uh, no, Yeah, he's, that's not happening. No, I don't, I don't see that happening. I think they both have too many, too many secrets from, <laughs> of each other's to like break up because I, there is a lot of smoke and mirrors between the two of them. I mean, I love Dorit. I think she's an amazing ad for Beverly Hills, but yeah, I, there's a lot going on there. That's, Behind closed doors.
0: It's always funny, like, on a show like that or on Salt Lake, how there will be one housewife with an extremely public scandal. And then it feels like everyone else in the cast is kind of like, oh, that's crazy that that's happening with Erica.
2: (laughs) But, like, (laughs) let's not look too close to what's happening with me. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like... I can deflect onto that and not actually, like, get into, like, what's going on in my, behind me, in my, like, in my house. Like, it's kind of just, like, and I feel like that's what they're doing, like, with Salt Lake. Like, first of all, the Salt Lake reunion, I don't know if you, like, talked about this already on your podcast, but, like... Please, share all your thoughts. The fact that they weren't going as hard at Jen as they went at Erica when Jen was the actual criminal in the situation. Like, Erica's husband is the one that, like, did all the stuff. Like, so she is just, like his wife and a bystander and like if she knew she knew whatever like let it lie but jen is the one that is allegedly having done all of these things and everyone's just giving her a free pass heather gay is like yes i will stand by you regardless it's like okay no like we need the same energy that everybody brought to erica to bring to jen you know yeah, and also, like, Meredith
0: is getting dragged for being friends with Mary, but nobody is questioning Heather's, like, undying
2: loyalty to Jen Shaw, and it's like, I mean... Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, a lot. it's a lot. I mean, I'm very happy that Salt Lake has, like, picked up the camera crew and was, like, back at it already. They know that, like, they need to, like, record all this stuff that's going on right now, especially with, like, her trial being pushed back now until, I think it's, like, in June now, when it was supposed to be, like, this yeah. week in March. But yeah, I mean... I'm really excited to see. Again, it's kind of just shows like what's happening in the news right now with all the Housewives. Like, I want to see what's going on. Like, it, it just leads you into like wanting to watch it even more. It's addicting. The Housewives is just wild.
0: Totally, and it's it's the kind of thing where I feel like it sort of ebbs and flows. Like, there will be times where there's not that much going on, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, I literally am reading an LA Times article about. This fake pop star who is on this TV show that I watch that my mom thinks is, like, a
2: porn star. Literally. It's insane. It, it, it all comes full circle. All rows lead back to Bravo at the end of the day. I'm curious, how did
0: you, what was your, like, intro to the Bravo universe? Which show?
2: OC. At the beginning of the very first season of Real Housewives of Orange County I think I was like 12 honestly which like I should not have been watching that when I was 12. Um, but I mean back then it was so it was so much more innocent it was like more docu series styled filming um, but me and my mom watched have watched Real Housewives of Orange County since the beginning and then as each like iteration of each city came out we kind of just like tacked it onto our watching our TV schedule um, and I mean it is like it really is people don't understand like it's a full-time job keeping up with all the housewives. Everything else on Bravo obviously Bravo has like so much good programming but like just The Housewives in itself is like a job.
0: I love that you're like a a watch with mom Bravo viewer cuz my mother my mom like it doesn't compute in her brain. Like I'll <laughs> I'll watch it sometimes when I'm home and she thinks it's like amusing in a very specific
2: way but then after yeah. one episode she's like
0: okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean my mom is like she'll check te- she'll text me dirt while we're both watching like Real Housewives of Salt Lake City or like the Miami reunion. She was like, "Oh my God, I can't believe Larsa said this, or did you see what Lisa wore to that party and I'm like, <laughs> "Oh my God, yes, it's like literally like we're watching together even though we're not physically next to each other. <laughs> I
0: love that oh, Miami was so good. Did you feel like this season was what it needed to be?
2: absolutely I think I think that Bravo needs to bring it back to Bravo like I know that they're trying to like have like peacock and like all of these things be launched on that platform. But I mean, I think this season of Miami was probably better than a lot of the seasons that are currently airing of Housewives. And I think that it's just doing it such as itself like a disservice and like not promoting it to like all of the Bravo universe. And I know that they're replaying it on, um, they're like starting to like put the yeah. Miami House. Onto to Bravo itself. But, um, I mean, I loved Miami. I think it totally lived up to the hype. I'm so glad they brought it back. I f- weirdly found myself being Team Larsa in a lot of situations. When you asked me that a year ago, I would have said, hell no. <laughs> I would have been like, nope, 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 not me. But I actually was like, no, Larsa's like, right. What's going on with
0: me, Hayden? I keep finding myself having that same conversation with different people that it's like, oh, yeah. like Larsa really brought it this season. And- yeah not even in an annoying way, like I kind of am on board with her. And I feel like Larsa came from the exact right place this season to where even if you don't love her or don't agree with everything she says, you kind of can't not be entertained. Like she's very watchable. And I think Mm -hmm. she kind of hit the nail on the head where a lot of people will root for her, but also a lot of people are just entertained by her.
2: Yeah, 100%. I I totally agree with that. I feel like also, just knowing, like, her relationship, like, to the Kardashians, I feel like that, like, is a storyline in itself. And she didn't really shy away from it, I don't think. I think she hit it, like, like you said, like, kind of nail on the head of, like, how she should talk about it. Um, And it wasn't in, like, a thirsty way. It was more so in just, like, a matter-of-fact way of, like, where their relationship was and where it wasn't. And I actually, I, like, really enjoyed, like, most of her, like, the, the, her storylines like when it came to like OnlyFans I was like really found myself like interested in like yeah. the OnlyFans, like breakdown of like what it looks like and her making $10,000 a day I was like okay I want like a master class like a TED talk from Larsa Pippen on how to make $10,000 a day on OnlyFans because without showing get, your
0: boobs thank you very much
2: <laughs> exactly without your boobs without just like biki- with just doing bikini pictures that her daughter takes like I mean I want to do that <laughs>
0: I feel like anytime a housewife opens up about finances, I always just want to know where the money's coming from, whether these women are actually have it like they want us to think they do. And like on yeah. gr- the first season of Girls Trip, when they were having the conversation about cameo prices was kind of right up the same alley to me. Cause I'm like, okay, Kenya giving Luann like a lesson on her, like that whole thing is just, it's like so entertaining And Mm -hmm. I love seeing that kind of peek behind the curtain of what it's actually like to live the lifestyle of a woman on this show because it's not just it's not the same as just being a rich housewife. It's being a media personality.
2: Exactly, the fame element is what's I and I really that's why I really enjoyed Ultimate Girls Trip was because they like talk like even the first scene I remember is when they're all like getting onto the plane and they're like talking about who launched housewives into like what it is today and ramona's like we were nothing until new york and then kenya's like i mean look who has the highest ratings it's like i love this breaking of the fourth wall where like they're actually acknowledging that they are famous and that this is like a show but like it's also their lives and again like you said the cameo pricing conversation was hilarious and it was just honestly so interesting to learn like how much freaking money that they are making from doing these cameos cuz like i've seen cameos like here and there and whatever but like the fact that they're like raking in hundreds of thousands of dollars from it is just insane i don't know if you caught on um the recent season of celebrity
0: big brother when tadra call was on the live feed talking about his cameo strategy oh i saw that uh, yeah people were dragging him cuz he was literally like yeah the key to being big on cameo is memorizing a script and changing as little as possible and it's like, no, that's actually, like, the opposite of what people want in a Cameo video. So the fact
2: that you're exposing that is, like, probably not smart. Truly, it's horrible. And I feel like Cameo is supposed to be, like, so- something that's, like, super custom. It's like, hey, I'm buying this for you for my friend who did this, whose birthday it is, who graduated, whatever. Um, it's supposed to be personalized. So I I saw that and was like, he is going to be losing a lot of money. And I think that the, like, Luann and, like, Teresa Judice is, like, their cameos like go viral and then it makes people want to get them. Like the cameo of Teresa, um, oh my god. It's gonna the chlamydia me. one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like that, I think about that so often. And it's just free marketing and free publicity for Teresa Judais and her cameo. I love watching the the like
0: wheel spin in her brain as she's reading the prompts in real time. <laughs> she's like, Your your sis your sis, sisters brothers s- says and now she's chlamydia. <laughs> like her her speech is like lagging
2: behind. Like she can't yeah. quite she can't quite wrap oh her mind God. around what she's reading. It's just so freaking good. Like I can't even handle it. Like amazing. Quality production on Teresa's end. Tired of not being able to get
0: a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card. Seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live claret and clear. Use as directed. Yeah, speaking of Teresa, another moment I liked on Girls Trip was when she and Melissa, after a full decade, had again, like, rehashed who told who that she was going to be on the show and who betrayed who, and it's like, the fact that they will truly never be able to just agree to disagree
2: on this topic. They will never let that die like, either one of them, and they will stand firm in their convictions with that story until the day that they die or are off the show and, like, write a tell-all. It's just, it is what it is, and, I mean, I kind of, like, support them in, like, standing their ground against each other. Um, but I even saw on Teresa's Watch What Happens Live episode last week, like, Melissa's not in her wedding. They just don't like each other, and they're never gonna admit it. I was just gonna bring up the
0: bridesmaid thing, like, Of course, there's going to be people who are like, oh, she should just have her be a bridesmaid, keep the peace, blah, blah, blah. But I kind of am living for the fact that I feel like for a while, there was this pressure for them to be like sister-in-laws that were loved each other and supported each other. And oh, like we have to love each other and be on each other's team. And it's like, maybe we can just aim for cordial. Like maybe that's the best that's (laughs) going to happen. And it's kind of, refreshing to me that it feels like they're past the point of pretending that they're ever going to be super close.
2: Yeah. It's not, they they don't have this like fake facade of being like one big happy family. Like I feel like this season of Jersey we're seeing it now more than like ever with like the stuff that's happening with Louie and Melissa's kind of, you know, Melissa, The, the people say she doesn't have a storyline, she never has a storyline. Um, I think she's, she stirs the pot a lot when it comes to, you know, Teresa and Louie. And I think that she's in Margaret's ear a lot, like, telling her kind of what to do, what to say. And Melissa's always on Margaret's team over anybody else's. So it's really interesting to see, like, how that conflicts with, like, Teresa's side of things. Um, mm-hmm. And I like seeing them on conflicting sides of, the like, the coin, I guess you could say. Um, just because... Again, it is very real. You're, not everybody in the world gets along with their sister-in-law or somebody that their friend is dating or like whatever it might be. So I, I'm glad that there's not like they're not faking it anymore, and they're kind of just like we don't like each other, and sometimes we argue, but like we're family at the end of the day.
0: Right, and even if there are times when they are getting along or whatever, if you split the cast down the middle, they would never be on the same side because Melissa never. is always going to be closer with Jackie and Margaret than she is
2: with Teresa and you know she can't stand Jennifer so (laughs) (laughs) and you know Teresa can't stand um Jackie I also think it's really interesting like Dolores and Jackie's dynamic like I think it's very similar to like a Teresa and Melissa like obviously they're not sisters-in-law but or whatever but you can just tell that they genuinely don't like each other and that they're kind of like they're forced to be in the same group of friends but if they weren't on the show together, they would never speak to each other. So I think it's just interesting that we have those dynamics playing into it too. Um, And I love, I love an even fight, like a three versus three for the housewives. Like, I think it's good. Um, I will say I enjoy like larger casts, like Atlanta. I think it was like Atlanta season, like maybe season 10 when they had like eight housewives. They had a lot of friends and a lot
0: of, a lot of people in the background when Kim was back and Shamia was always, yeah, Marlo.
2: Yeah, and I love those. I like those like bigger ensemble casts more, but I feel like with Jersey, like at least what I'm seeing on like Twitter and what people are talking about in like the Bravo universe is that we've had this same cast for so long and people are like ready for a shakeup. I actually like Tracy. I don't know why she didn't get an official like friend of or housewives title, but yeah, um, I've seen some people don't like her, but I'm a fan. I
0: think Tracy is doing a good job of trying to kind of get in there. And this is a very established group at this point. So I think it's a hard thing to do. And we saw Michelle really flounder last season when she (laughs) tried to get in there. But I think it's hard because her Tracy's angle in the last few episodes was that she was kind of trying to mediate between Teresa and Joe. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I just don't know if that's really what you want to be like, Getting involved with, like, maybe you could focus on your friendship with Melissa or get closer with someone else, but it felt like she was kind of trying to take on Teresa before she's sort of ready for that.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a beast in itself is taking on Teresa. I mean, Jackie did it, but she had, like, to get her feet wet a little bit with Jennifer. I feel like that was, like, a good sparring partner for her at first in her first <laughs> couple of seasons. And then she like graduated and was like, all right, I'm going to sit at the big girls table and like try to take a stab at Teresa. And we all know how, how that ended.
0: <laughs> and I think it's hard because even in the context of the show is one thing, but there are always going to be so many defenders of Teresa online. And, you know, just in the audience that it's hard to kind of, as a new housewife you or a new friend or whatever, you probably kind of want to try and get, The audience on your side a little bit. And I think getting in between Joe and Teresa, there are just like a million people online who are going to be like immediately know this girl needs to get
2: out of here. Who is she? I always wonder that. It's like, I'm I'm sure they do, but I'm so many housewives have to go into the season with like a strategy or like a plan of how they can make themselves be perceived as like a well liked person. Or, you know, obviously you don't want to go against like the fan favorite. Um, so it's interesting to see like how housewives do that, who's been successful in the past in doing it and kind of like changing their own narrative of like how they're going to be perceived by the audience. Um, I feel like Dorit is somebody that did it like pretty well. Like at first people didn't like her because of Panty and then she kind of um, like buddied up with Erica after that because Erica was like a big fan favorite. Um, and now obviously her and Erica have like established or, like a really good friendship. I feel like it's interesting that people right now are kind of more like, pro-Dorit, anti Erica. when a couple seasons ago it was the flip side of things, where they, everybody, like, didn't like Dorit, everybody loved Erica. Um, So it is interesting to see, like, how much of that stuff is calculated versus how much is, like, authentic and real.
0: Yeah, so I feel like Camille is another one of those housewives that kind of did a personality change between season one and season two, but I'm not sure it was exactly successful for her because that was her last season as a full-time housewife.
2: Yeah, honestly, I mean, I think Camille doesn't get enough credit. I've always been a Camille stan. Um I want her back full time. I think that she understands the assignment. She keeps it moving, but definitely after season 1, she like kind of went too much to the opposite side of like how she was portrayed in season 1. Um like she was trying way too hard, so I think that that was kind of like her downfall in in all of that.
0: Right. Like it's fine to kind of adjust how you're handling your castmates, but I don't want to see you completely change your personality. Like, because I'm because then I'm just gonna be thinking, okay, I know you probably have a million things you want to say, but you're holding your tongue because you were sick of getting mean tweets, and that's exactly. not, you know, like the behavior shouldn't be influenced too much by social media comments because exactly. then it feels less authentic.
2: Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think she kind of proved that it was inauthentic when she came back as a friend of. And just started like throwing daggers like left and right to random people. Like when she stormed off the um, reunion set with like her mic hanging out and she's like unzipping her dress, like you could see that that, like that was the real Camille. And like, I appreciate her in that form because I know that that's like, was her being authentic. She reminds me a lot of Ramona, who, like, is just so unfiltered and just, like, says whatever comes to mind and, like, doesn't care about any of the consequences. But Ramona kind of more so owns it than Camille does. Camille tries to pretend that she's, like, a little bit more, like, like, I'm a, I'm for the girls. Ramona's like, I don't care. Like, I'm just, you know, you don't support other women. Like, that whole thing. Like, ugh, they just... right. It's
0: and with Ramona, it's like every once in a while we'll get a, mo- a like sweet Ramona attempt, and it always feels so forced. That she's like, she's like, no, 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 be- Bethany, I'm there for you. I'm trying to be your a good friend, and it's like, Ramona, please.
2: When she's, when she's crying in the pool when they're in Mexico on that Mexico trip, and she's like, I don't know, I don't know, and everyone's like, what is she doing? Like, what is going on? Like, I mean, that it makes for amazing TV, but it's also just like. Are you serious right now?
0: Yeah. Also, just from every—I've never met her in person. I've been in the same room as her, but every everybody that I've ever spoken to, it's like Ramona's the worst housewife to
2: deal with. So <laughs> I can only imagine like how wild she is in person, just from like seeing what she's like on TV. Like, I can't even imagine how it would be like being around her. I would honestly be a lot
0: <laughs> a fun, like specific story is that at BravoCon in 2019 for the new york panel she was there and it was her and tinsley and luann and dorinda and the photo op for with the roni cast was right after the panel and it was in the same room like they were on stage the photo op was like off to the side and so the four of them did the panel but then ramona was like not on the list for the photo op and everybody was like oh that's weird like they probably just like made a mistake, but she literally didn't do the photo op. So the re- <laughs> th- the other three of them were on stage for the panel, stepped off the stage for a moment, and then like reappeared to do the photo op, and Ramona just disappeared.
2: Ramona's like, I don't like, have time for that.
0: Right, she's like, I would rather die than spend 20 minutes taking pictures with
2: fans. <laughs> but that just is what makes Ramona so lovable in her own way. <sighs> lovable and also makes me want to like wring my own neck but you know she's she's great television again she's somebody that i will continuously watch and enjoy watching her on tv yeah and i
0: feel like it's telling that even though roni has
2: been so bad
0: lately we somehow both started and ended this conversation talking about real housewives
2: of new york like yeah
0: we just (laughs) we need it back and we need it to be better
2: we really do i honestly think it just needs like a little bit of youth and a little bit of, like, nostalgia. And I feel like that's, like, the perfect combination. So, like, I would say keep Sonia, keep Ramona, keep Luann, bring back Dorinda and Tinsley, and maybe, like, two new girls that are, like, a little bit younger than them, but somehow still connected to them. I feel like that would be a good recipe.
0: Tinsley's got to know some some ladies under the age of 50 that could do this.
2: (laughs) A hundred percent. Like, and even I'm thinking, like, I always think that um, like Olivia Palermo, who did like The City years ago, I always wanted her to be like a Housewife of New York, and she has to know Tinsley somehow. They have to be able to connect in some way. They were both It Girls. I'm like one
0: thousand percent sure that they have crossed paths. Like I feel like I've probably seen a photo of them together. I just I used to attend
2: like Fashion Week at front row. Like I just I know it. I'm manifesting and I'm putting it out into the universe that it'll happen. And I think that we need that. We deserve it. Maybe
0: we can get. Topper Mortimer's new wife. What's oh her name, Tabitha? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tabitha and Tinsley on the same cast. That would be wild.
0: They can bring her to the premiere party without telling Tinsley she's going to be there.
2: Ugh. Oh my god, no. I would actually pass away. <laughs> that would be...
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Hayden, this was so fun. Thank you so much for joining Tell everyone where they can find you, follow you, all that stuff.
2: Yeah, you guys can follow me on Instagram, on TikTok. I'm trying to keep up with the Gen Zers. Um, my handle is haters, H-A-Y-D-E-R-Z. That's pretty much me in a nutshell.
0: They can find you in bed watching One Tree Hill at any given moment.
2: Absolutely. All, all <laughs> hours of the day, I am watching One Tree Hill or, or Gothic <laughs> Girl. One of those horrible teen dramas amazing thank
0: you so much for being here
2: yeah thank you for having me i'll come back anytime perfect
0: and thank you for listening don't forget to rate review and follow the show wherever you listen you can follow us on instagram at bravo by and until next time be cool don't be all like uncool
1: mention it all is produced by sean kilby and jorge morales pico editing by sean kilby social media by dylan hafer Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Batches.